This is NFA Talk, the show that talks about guns and gun rights, keeping you up to date with what's currently going on. From the newest guns, promotions, and events, plus how we're lobbying for your rights. All right, we're back with another episode of NFA Talk. I'm Jordan Vandenhoff. Joining me tonight, we have Rick Igersich, Robert Bracken, and Dwayne Gorniak. We have a lot on the go, and we have some news that happened this afternoon. C21 passed second reading. So I, I think we're going to start off tonight with that, and then we'll work our way down to what's talking about the, what's going on with the gun shows. So uh, everyone that's here, thank you for joining us. Hey, guys, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, let's let's start with uh, C21 uh, you know, past second reading, I, I don't think we were really surprised. We were kind of hoping that maybe we'd, uh, we wouldn't see it happen before they, uh, they break for the summer, but, uh, last day and they squeaked it in. Uh, any thoughts on that, guys? Oh, yeah. It's been a, that, uh, C21 has been a roller coaster ride, Jordan. Uh, last week it went to SECU and, uh, it was, uh, to, they were going to try to push an OIC through. That didn't happen. There was, uh, there was a no vote on that. And now, uh, they, uh, they extended parliament. Actually, the party Quebecois was pretty upset because this is a official Quebec holiday and they had to go to parliament, uh, for the second reading of, uh, of C21. But, uh, it's definitely, they're definitely trying to fast track it as fast as they can. They want to get the, they want to get the handgun freeze going as quick as they can. Right. So yeah. So now it's going to move into the uh, the SecU uh, committee, and they're they're going to be analyzing this. Which I, I'm pretty sure they're uh, they're going to pass it with no amendments, and then we we move into the third reading. What what, what do you think that means for us? Like uh, you know, they can hold the uh, these uh, these meetings over the summer. So I, I'm a little worried that they uh, that <laughs> excuse the pun, but Trudeau might pull the trigger on this one and and go a little early on the freeze. Right? Uh, anybody anybody comments uh you know i i think i think that possibly could ha- we you know what this whole thing we're we're unsure what's going to happen this is just like the or, the original uh oic gun ban that uh, you know they could drop it on us on any time i don't know if it's going to happen this summer or not uh i'm not i'm not going to make a guess either way but it, it you know what uh, it's not beyond them to to, to do something and uh surprise us Right. Robert, you with us? Yeah. Robert, what do you think? I don't know. It's um, judging from his behavior. Uh, when he's already uh, spent ample energy and time on one crisis, God only knows uh, what is going to happen. I, again, there legislatively, it, it's nothing's going to happen any further with the bill itself. But as far as an OIC. Your guess is as good as mine, just based upon their previous behavior. Yeah, right. So I, I mean, I've I've been doing my shopping. Uh, in the meantime, uh, as far as far as I know, like uh, it, any transfers that have started prior to them jumping into OIC or before the freeze, they they are going to honor. So uh, I, I'm I'm looking. There's a there's a few uh, there's there's a few that I'd like to add to my collection. Uh, hopefully hopefully I can find them. The you know the stores are pretty dry right now, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I actually watched. Uh, I watched uh, an interview with uh, with uh, Public Safety Minister Marco Mendocino uh, today with uh, with uh, with uh, with the media, and uh, they asked him some poignant questions. And he basically skated around the whole thing. He uh, he uh, you know he keeps going back to you know the everything's going to be safer because of this bill and stuff but he couldn't answer the questions uh the biggest one is uh how it's affecting uh firearms owners across canada he doesn't seem to care about that all he seems to be you know what this is just another in my opinion this is just another political ploy to take some heat off the liberals right to to add to that you know it just creates another divide again in the country between uh rural and urban really right because you know the, these laws really affect urban people or, or sorry rural people more than they do urban unless they're a sports shooter and have handguns or anything like that but there's other little things hidden in c21 other than handguns like they're, they're talking about coming after magazines am i am i correct on that jordan no, you're correct like for yeah. bolt action guns right bolt action rifles so all, all rifles limited all to rifles, five rounds. All long guns, all long guns, and, and that's and the way I'm they were. 
long guns, and I, it's not clear if that means shotguns or not, but I, I, my impression is a long gun's a shotgun. I could be wrong, but the way they worded it, it's all long guns with a maximum capacity of five rounds in the magazine tube or whatever device holds the right. holds the rounds. Uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, there's more. You're right. There's more to this bill than that. There's the red flag laws, the yellow flag laws. Is the there's there's a lot of stuff in this bill, but uh, what. I, I, it's hard to say, I don't know. It's just hard to say where it's, where it's going. And uh, I think, I think the liberals are bound and bent to push it. My opinion is they're bound and bent to push this, this thing through as fast as they can. What do you think, Jordan? Absolutely. No, absolutely. They, they have to push this through. They got the, they got the momentum. They got the NDP block uh, backing them. They have the, uh, the block, the block, actually, the block was pretty iffy because they, uh, they uh, they're voting uh, they're voting different than what I expected. Uh, they do want to see amendments. They do want to push forward on a few other few other things. Of course, it's still not good for firearms owners, but they they are voting. Uh, it's good to see that they're standing up and they're do- and they're just not following suit. And of course, all the liberals and and the Green Party they're they're also voting in favor of the li- of the liberals. So it, it, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It's hard because like in the house when they do debate and they did a time allocation which means you know we don't get the full chance to debate this they're going to ram it through um there's always been good points by the conservative party uh you know saying you know, what 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 is this going to do what is this going to do is targeting is targeting sports shooters law abiding citizens that that you know follow the rules they're not the problem statistics show they're not the problems and and the liberal and the liberals keep saying, uh, you know, we're just going to get rid of the handguns because that, that makes total sense. But no, it doesn't because handguns are coming in from the United States. They're they're not sold in Canada. You know, they're not they're not coming from uh, straw purchases. They're coming from smuggled routes coming in from the United States. The I, you know they talked about this in the Sec U. They know where the guns are coming in from. Why haven't they done anything yet? They can't. They they don't they don't have the they don't have the resources. They don't have the funding for that. So instead, they're going to do the simple solution: pretend to make the community safe. And in a year and a half to two years, we're going to be right back here with you know gun gun uh, gun violence is on the rise. They're going to be telling us that gun violence is on the rise, and we're going to have to do more gun control. And it's still not going to do nothing. You know. Yeah, you know. You know. This they're they're using a tiered approach. First, they started with the OIC. And then they moved to Bill C seventy one, which uh, basically is uh, you know is a backdoor backdoor re- registry. Actually, it's a gun registry two point It's not even a backdoor registry because all we're doing right now is just keeping records for the government. And uh, now with uh, with uh, C twenty one, I tell you what, I challenge the public safety minister to come on NFA talk and. Uh, on a live NFA talk and discuss this with Canadians. You know, the politicians are supposed to be the voice of the people. Well, Marco, come on on NFA talk and uh, let the people, uh, let the people, uh, let the people talk to you and, and voice their opinions. You know, the common consensus with the liberal party seems to be that uh, gun owners across Canada are in favor of this. Well, you know what, here's your chance to come and listen. You know, we, uh, uh, we at the NFA represent around 75,000 members that are that are firearms owners so uh why don't you come out and uh and uh, answer some questions from from our listeners you know we're, we're right across canada you like i say politicians are supposed to be the voice of the people why don't you come out and listen to the uh, the people marco that'd be that'd be really interesting you yeah. know yeah, you know what i'm calling i'm calling them out right now like come on yeah, out but you, if, you know what? if you want to be just me and him i'm fine with that but uh, i i i me and him and the people across canada who needs who need to be on this you know, it, it's funny though because like they they keep saying that they consult all the stakeholders. Um, as far as I know, and this, I, I might be wrong, but um, they have not consulted any of the pro gun organizations. So you know, it, it's no nobody called me. They don't. If, if you remember when uh, mendacious Marco Polo Mendicino made his one of his announcements <laughs> with Paulus Vient and made that egregious comment that uh, well the. the that the registry helped find Mark Lapine, and the answer is no. They found Gamil Garbi in Ecole Polytechnique after he'd killed 14 women, and uh, the Universal Registry didn't come in with until C68, which is 1995. I think it was Calvert Mag that pointed that out to him, two egregious lies, and he was surrounded by his friends at uh, Polycisivienne. And, of course, if you remember, a few years ago, that show on CPAC, Blind Date, he uh, had a meeting with Glenn Motts, and, of course, they, they go to one person's territory, then the other. Well, Glenn took him to a range, 
uh, Marco Polo wouldn't fire around. He just sat there and watched other people shoot, including some little kids who were having fun. And uh, I guess it, it's too tra- traumatic for him. Maybe he's trauma informed to use the uh, mass casualty commission terminology. I don't know. So yeah. that's, uh, that's, that's probably a non-starter knowing his history and just to, but what really angers me and should anger more people is to have a sitting cabinet minister in that portfolio to so little to know so little about what he's supposed to know. Right. He, and, you know it, what? I, after the interview today, he really, in my opinion, he really doesn't know a lot. I think, you know what? This is just a Bill Blair uh, carryover. Uh, those guys, uh, you know, you know, with the OIC with Blair and then then on to Marco. Now, those guys, uh, they're. They're politicians, and they're looking. They're looking down the road and uh, looking away. They're looking for ways to take the heat off themselves right now with all the stuff that's going on with the liberals. And you know, the, uh, from what I see, it's pretty tense with the liberals and the NDP right now. There's all there's a lot of heat right now, and the the firearms the firearms community has always been the scapegoat. The, the last the the last two elections is a prime example. We've always been the scapegoat. We're the we're the go to for the liberals to uh, take the heat off themselves. Yeah, right. it, it's both. It's both, uh, Rick. It's both a, a way of scapegoating us and getting out of other things. But it's also fulfilling their uh, civil disarmament ideology, which in its current form has been going on since the late '60s. Well, you know, the, pe- the 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 word out there is that the United Nations has got a, a directive to get rid of all firearms by 2030. So, you know, you know how uh, Justin Trudeau is in the pocket of the United Nations. So that uh, that explains a lot right there, too, Robert. Right, and how. <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne, you got anything on this one? I can't remember what I was going to say. But... <laughs> he's just All right. enthralled. He's enthralled in the conversation right now. Well, no, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he's. Uh, you know, we yeah. talked before. We talked before the show, and uh, I think he's yeah. still uh, still a little angry about the news of uh, the second reading. Oh, yeah. uh, well, okay, so you know what? Like the, the show is supposed to be about the about the uh, the gun shows. So uh, I, I think we'll get back now that we got that out of the out of the way. Let's get back to the uh, the gun shows. You know, uh, Rick, you've been to a, you've been to a couple gun shows. Dwayne, you've been to a couple gun shows since uh, since a new uh, LGR 2.0 uh, came into play. And uh, what's going on? Well, well the first uh, the first one I went to was in uh, Woodstock, Ontario, and uh, turnout was I would say about average. But the problem was this uh, portal for uh, this uh, gun registry 2.0 didn't start work until about 10 or 10 30 or 11 o'clock in the morning and people were leaving mad people had made deals they couldn't complete the deals because they couldn't get a transfer number and uh, that that actually spread on to the next one which was in Ancaster Ontario which was a couple a couple weeks ago when I got there this is a big this was a, a pretty big building and I would say I actually I should have brought some, I should have put some pictures up. I, I would say that the building, uh, about 60% of the tables were empty, which was I've never seen in an Ontario gun show. And usually uh, through the gate, uh, through the gate, there's probably two or 3,000 patrons. Ontario gun shows are really short. They start basically at 7.30 in the morning to go, and go till 1 in the afternoon. So it's a, it's a big mad rush to get in there. But I would say 200 people, 250 people might have come through the door. I talked to I talked to the organizer and he was uh, disappointed and uh, I actually heard that day that the, all the rest of the Woodstock gun shows were canceled for the year and uh, I don't know about the Ancaster gun show but that's the direction uh, that's the direction I think he's going because you know what he can't even cover his overhead with a couple couple hundred people coming through the doors so uh, this is this has been a devastating blow to gun shows. Uh, devastating you know this portal thing doesn't work half the time and even when it does work people get denied because the wrong email address i i've heard all kinds of stories out there it's nothing short of ridiculous but uh you know it, it it's definitely it's definitely uh deterring people from coming to gun shows and and if you don't have if you don't have uh participants gun shows gun shows are basically dead Dwayne. so yeah june 11th and 12th i went up to radway alberta for their very first gun show and that was done by the Radway Agricultural Society and again for the people who are watching this who are on the fence if you're a little uneducated about it you know I've said it before a gun show in Canada is a lot like a farmer's market or a trade show and these things happen all throughout rural Canada and they're a big part of our economy so with this Radway show um, the organizer there Neil you know, I was talking to him a few times on the phone. It was a really 
nice facility. Um, so if this show ever does get to take off, maybe once we get a better government someday, um, it would it would be a really cool facility. Uh, they, they had everything there. They had the elderly ladies, some younger ones too, cooking, making pies, burgers, Ukrainian platters, the whole nine yards. So the amenities are there. They had campgrounds for all the vendors, um, showers, stuff like that. And there's not a lot of these facilities that I see have that many amenities for the vendors. So it was, it was pretty cool that way. Anyway, they were a little devastated, um, you know, and upset about the fact that the vendors all backed out at the last minute. So talking to Neil, the organizer there, he was telling me, he said, he says, I can't understand. He said, it all happened within two hours. And and so I explained to him, I said, well, I can understand how it happens. The, the, the gun owning, the gun vending community, all the gun owners, it's a very tight knit community. All the vendors that go to these shows, they all know each other. So back to what you're talking about, Rick, with the infrastructure of the portal, the online um, verification process and all that, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's pretty much engineered. Um, you know, the, the liberals keep saying, that, you know, the, the RCMP and the liberals keep saying it's bogged down, the system's crashing, the servers can't handle the traffic. And obviously, they're, they're not putting any effort into fixing that infrastructure to make it any better for the vendors. And that's why I say it's engineered, right? You know, when all of this stuff started coming down with the OIC, right here in the NFA, we had our own servers crash for about 30 minutes because our membership started going through the roof and the traffic on our website just skyrocketed. It, it, it started going viral. And we contacted our internet provider and we upped our server speeds and space and all that kind of stuff. And within 30 minutes, we were up and running. So if the NFA can fix a problem like that, you can't tell me the government can't fix that problem. And yeah, but Dwayne, they don't want to. Exactly. That's why I say it's engineered, right? So back to this, as far as I'm concerned, I, I think gun shows are done until we get rid of the Trudeau government and hope and have a better government. Well, you know, and the only thing is we we have to get rid of the Trudeau government, but we also have to get them to redact some of this stuff because even if the if the if the if the conservatives were to get in, these laws are still going to be in in effect, and it's going to take some time. You know, I I don't know if they're going to rush at them or if they're going to do them. We don't know. We don't know what what they're going to do, but I can't I can't foresee any gun shows in the next you know, in the future for quite a while. I really can't because no. there's no way, there's no way this can be done. And, and, you know, if they put a handgun freeze on or, well, they're, they're going to put a handgun freeze on. It's just a matter of time. When, when that handgun freeze happens, uh, you know, that's going to, that's going to take a certain percentage of the, of the, the, the people there, uh, the, the, the people uh, selling their, their wares, that's going to take a certain percentage of them out. You know, it's uh, there's, there's nothing left, uh, you know, I, I used to go to gun shows. I used to see a lot of stuff, a lot of ARs, uh, 50 cals, uh, uh, SKSs, Mini 14s, and uh, a lot of handguns. But you know, you, you take you take part of you take part of the product away. It doesn't leave that much. It's they're going to turn into you know kayaks and fly fishing poles. And uh, you know what? I have I have a lot more I have a lot, I have a lot more fun, I have a lot more fun on the range with a 44 Magnum than I ever did in a kayak or a fly rod. <laughs> Yeah. And back to what I was saying, what I didn't finish explaining when I said, uh, you know, Neil was saying that everybody backed out of that show within two hours. I was explaining them how the vendors all know each other. Well, they all start phoning each other. And, you know, it takes one vendor, he phones another vendor and says, hey, you know, are you going to this show? I, I can't get any um, verifications to go through. There's no sense of me going to the sh show. And then that vendor says, yeah, man, I'm the same problem. Then he phones the other vendor. And just like happened at the show, a dozen vendors all backed up at the last minute. And obviously you had the same issue in Ancaster there as well, Rick, right? You know? Yes, I did. So what their plan is working. This is what they want. Sure. You know, cause so much, you know, put so much red tape out there. It's so difficult to do everything. Everybody said, you know what? It's not worth it. Who cares? We're done. Yeah. That's that's exactly what they were. Don't, don't, Robert, don't what's your yourself. what's your take? Well, that everything uh, he said was true, and Dwayne's take on it, and then 
how, how this can happen so quickly. And, and that is part of it. This is uh, destroying the culture is a big part of it. And of course, trying to keep youth involvement. And, and of course, if, if you remember correctly, and Rick will remember this, um, in the wake of C-68 passing, Sharon, then Liberal Senator Sharon Carstairs' infamous comments when she was pushed on it, and she, she said something along the lines of, quote, C-68 isn't necessarily about gun or crime control, but it's about the first necessary step in the social re-engineering of the country, unquote. And that's a big part of it. Right. Makes you wonder about some of our elected officials. It really does. So, so a couple of the comments are coming in. What can we do? Uh, well, the, so part of the House of Commons is on break till September 19th, I believe. And, uh, you know, uh, right now all the MPs are making their tours. Uh, you know, some people call it barbecue season. Uh, they're going to be showing up at special events. Attend them. Talk to these MPs in person. Show them your, your you know, be civil. Show them you're displeased with what's going on and reach out to them. Also, you know, not just the conservative MPs. Let's, let's, let's attend some of these uh, NDP uh, events, some of these liberal events. Let's talk to these people in person. All you have to do is just show up and say, Hey, I'm, I'm a firearms owner. I'm not happy with what's going on. You're targeting me when that we're not the problem. Uh, keep writing those, uh, keep writing those letters. Uh, you know, everybody thinks they're they're useless. No, they're not. They're still write them. You know, just keep keep them going. There's a bunch of petitions out there. Keep signing. We have to keep moving forward on this. You know, unfortunately, in Canada, things work a little different. They are probably going to pass this, and we're going to have to either wait for the next government to undo this, or we are going to have to look at other other options, uh, see if there's any legal uh, things that we can do through the courts. Uh, there's a there's a court case with the OIC right now. Uh, when that when the handgun uh, uh, freeze comes in, we'll have our legal team look at that, see if there's if there's anything there. Uh, but uh, Canada works a little bit different, so you know it, it's unfortunately we have to uh, we work uh, we use the law to work within the law, right? So unfortunately, it is what it is, folks. It really is. Yeah. Um, well, just to, just to follow up on Jordan's thing, the NFA does. We do have something in in place. Uh, we do have a plan. Uh, we just have to let this unfold a little farther before we uh, we've got we've got actually we've got a couple plans uh, in the direction we're going to go. But we need to, we need to see how this is going to unfold and how how uh, fast it's going to unfold before we make our move. Uh, it's uh, it's too early. Uh, uh, you know this this bill is in its infancy right now. We're just going to have to wait till down the road a bit. But uh, be rest assured, the NFA does have a couple plans of attack on this, and I'm sure we'll be back on. NFA talk uh, to uh, to give you uh, to give you people uh, uh, our plans and what we're going to do when uh, when things unfold. Right now, we're only sitting at second reading, so uh, this 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 is a real fluid situation. So I really don't want to let the cat out of the bag on anything, you know that. Uh, but well, no, uh, right no, now. But, um- yeah. It's, you know, like a second reading passed today. It's going to go to yeah. the committee. It's still got yeah. to go to third reading. It passes the House. Once it goes to the House, it goes to the Senate, and we start the process all over again. Uh, now, you got to keep in mind that these regulations uh, have to be tabled, and then they have 30 days in the House. So potentially, we could have a freeze uh, by October 5th. So, you know, if you got that handgun that you're really looking for, don't waste your time. It could yeah. go earlier, but, the, the, you know, we're, we're pretty much looking at October 5th for them to implement that regulation. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah. on that note, I'd spoken to Dwayne earlier and, uh, we we're talking about how so many of our members just choose not to inform themselves. And, and of course, most people have internet access. And I said, uh, and I, as I said to Dwayne, well, one thing we could do when, when we have people asking us, for example, after C 71 had passed, we would have some people who owned the handguns and gone to the range and asking us after the past, what's the deal with C-71? And, of course, that's where you have that, okay, uh, you're kidding me mode. And, of course, on our own uh, on, our, on our own NFA.ca website, I think underneath media, you can actually uh, go and find what Canadian gun owners need to know about C-71. This is about 18 pages long, but it breaks it down beautifully into the different parts of it and what will have to be brought forward with legislation. So the whole breakdown is there, and I, I've used that it shows and another thing is, too, you can actually go on the House of Commons website and go on the order table since it's 2022, and you can read bills and not just C-71. You can read C-21. And if you have trouble with the legalese, you can talk to people about it. And then, of course, you've got the Justice Laws website where many of the regulations are kept that aren't in the criminal code, and you can also see that online. And for anything concerning the U.S., if, if you want to 
know what's going on there, look at Dr. John's website, crimeresearch.org, which dispels a lot of myths. And I say that because, again, often the U.S. gets pulled into the argument. And my, my, what I've told MPs in the past is, if you're going to say Canada isn't the U.S., you should add that you should add that if you're going to keep pulling the U.S. into this conversation, at least have an honest conversation, and you could dispel many myths, such as they lead the world in mass shootings, which they don't. And there's a lot of good information there. And I just I like to direct our readers to that and followers and also politicians themselves. And I've had to have that chat with a couple of MPs. Yeah. And, and the NFA will be releasing the same type of paper if, if C-21 does go through. We'll, we'll, we'll be putting out an information sheet on that one also. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. So uh, do, do we have anything else we, we got going on right well, now? Well, you know, we, there's a lot of stuff going on in the news with a little bit of controversy with uh, with the RCMP commissioner and stuff has popped up in the days. I don't know which mm. way that well, – I don't know which way that's going to go. You guys have any opinions on that? Well, one thing, uh, semi-retired uh, investigative journalist Paul Palango, who, of course, has written his book, 22 Murders, he had a recent column about that, and he describes that as bad as it is – Lucky is probably close to retirement, and they're using that as a smokescreen to uh, distract away from um, the actual killing of Gabriel Wartman, which looked as if it was planned and a hit, and it wasn't accidental. Those two Mounties and their story about showing up at the Enfield Big Stop and seeing him, that doesn't jive with the uh, previous video evidence they have at, over in Elmsdale at where he had initially tried to fill up. And it's, 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 uh, it's putting the lie to what they've said, and it looks as if they'll be using this in part as a smokescreen to uh, distract away from what really happened, because it's looking as if Wardman was executed, and uh, God only knows what they were trying to cover up in that. Uh, for, for, you, for you people that don't know, Robert was uh, part of the Mass Casualty Commission uh, and, uh, doing uh, an investigation on that. Him and uh, our uh, lobbyist, Charles Zatch, were on that. And uh, Robert, uh, Robert uh, did a... Oh, you did a detailed, uh, I guess it was an information paper about the whole thing, Robert. I don't know what else you would call it. And it was, it was, it was really good. I, if you could, people could have a, you know, have a listen to that. We're out, out there on wherever, wherever it's at on. Uh, well, we, we do, we do have it on our social media. So yeah. it's on our YouTube channel. Yeah. You can watch Robert do a speech. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was very well thought out and very well done. Thanks. Robert. It was a bit un- unwieldy, but what we were trying to do is discount Blake Brown's, uh, well, his his testimony, which is why it was all over the place and trying and trying to hit specific points. For anyone who has a copy of it, which I can make available, I, I can point out where I started and why I said what I did. Uh, so if you're yeah. if you're familiar with it, that makes it more manageable. Yeah, I, I think that would be another real interesting debate on NFA talk. Would would be uh, Blake Brown and Robert having a, a discussion on on key points. Don't you think that would be good, Robert? You're, are you up be. for that? I, I'm up for that, especially since I live in such close proximity to Mr. Brown. I, I haven't seen yeah. him around, though. Yeah. Okay, so the second challenge of the night goes out, uh, Mr. Brown. Uh, <laughs> come on. Come on, uh, NFA Talk. Uh, we'll do a live NFA Talk with uh, Robert Robert Bracken, and uh, we'll discuss some key points about uh, firearms in general. You're more well, we, than welcome we, to come we, out. We definitely know they're watching us. So Yeah, I, well, mean, I know they're watching yeah. us. That's why, that's why I'm making these invitations. Right. <laughs> Actually, they're not invitations; they're challenges. Because you know what? If these guys, uh, if these guys uh, preach what they say, come on out and uh, and uh, and challenges on it. Right. In, in the comment section, uh, everybody wants to hear from uh, Gary Mauser. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe we should uh, throw an invite out there too. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll invite Gary out, and uh, Gary is a well written, well spoken uh, person on this stuff. He's probably uh, he's probably one of the the uh, best uh, spoken people about this stuff, so we'll get him on here. Yeah, Mike. Uh, Mike threw up a comment. Uh, threw up a comment here. Yep, wrong one. <laughs> uh, here we go. Not watching spying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, actually, somebody so, said uh, Solomon Friedman. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've been talking to Solomon, and uh, we. Uh, there, there's a chance we might be able to get him on here. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to guarantee anything, but uh, uh, I think uh, Solomon would have some words of wisdom of what's going on. Uh, like I say, uh, I, I, I'm in contact with Solomon, so uh, you know if uh, if he wants to come on here, he did. He did mention that he might want to do a little segment, but he's super super busy right now with uh, with the OIC uh, OIC case and stuff. So, uh, oh, you know what? We'll see if it, what happens. Uh, if he does come on, if he does does want to come on, we'll definitely give you guys a heads up on it. Uh, we're gonna have uh, we got an NFA talk coming up uh, next week, I believe, Jordan with uh, Leslie Lewis. 
Yes, uh, June twenty eighth. That's uh, that's a Tuesday. So, yeah. yeah. Normally we run on Thursdays. Uh, this time it's on a Tuesday. So uh, that's the, that's the kick off the um, CPC leadership race. Uh, Leslie going to be the first one on the show. She's uh, it's not a first time for her. So she's she's been on the show in the last race. So I, I look forward to, to seeing her again and, and chatting about uh, what she has planned for for the future for the Conservatives. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and, that, and we plan to hopefully get some more politicians on. Not, not besides the the leadership candidates. Uh, I know Dwayne's got some good connections out west, and and uh, maybe we can get some of those people on here. And uh, you know, get a uh, our our thing is to get a perspective from across the country. Uh, our every gun owners are on the same page, but uh, perspectives are a little different uh, from here and there. Uh, you know, it's nice to get somebody from uh, from the west and from the east and. Uh, you know, thank Robert for coming on tonight from the Atlantic provinces. Uh, we don't have, we don't get an, our Atlantic people on here enough. We need to get them on more. Uh, Dwayne's been on a few times, but uh, yeah, we just, uh, you know, and uh, we're always, uh, you know, we're always looking for uh, for questions from the from the audience too. If we can answer, we'll answer them. So if you guys got any questions. Yeah, see, and that, that's the cool thing about this show, too. Like, we're, we're unscripted, we're live, and as you guys type in the comment section, we see them and we answer them. You guys kind of also dictate the show, right? So as the questions are coming through, we kind of change the direction of the way this show goes. Uh, not only that, but I mean, like we're broadcasting across, uh, you know, four or five different Facebook groups, uh, our YouTube channels. I'm broadcasting on my own personal stuff as well. It's all multicast. Uh, you know, NFA Talk is, is great. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Instagram doesn't allow us to, to post live because it's just their policy. So it usually goes to the Instagram crowd right after we're done. And then, of course, you can pick us up after the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah. There's one question there that I'd like to answer there by Robert uh, Pariff. And um, so he's asking, he says, uh, we can talk about this all day long, but what are we going to do? Are we going to do anything physical like the truckers protest? So number one, <clears throat> we're, the NFA is always going to say work within the law to change the law. Um, be very careful on what you do there. But the biggest thing there is, like Rick mentioned earlier, we do have some other plans in place. We just have to see how this unfolds. But one thing that we really need every gun owner in this country to do right now, even if your MP is in support of C21 and is anti-gun and all that, you, you folks really need to start putting the pressure on them. You need to start rattling their cages, figuratively speaking, right? <laughs> don't, yeah. don't get we're not we're not uh, condoning. No, we're but, not. Um, but seriously, you need to get a hold of them and start, you know, telling them how unpleased you are. And you need to uh, rally the troops, so to speak, in doing the same thing as well. It's, uh, you know, we've been doing this for years. And there was some other comments here, you know, about 75,000 members of the NFA. And when I did that Radway show, like, you know, I had some guys come up there, new guys, and like, well, what are you, what are you guys doing? And, you know, and, well, how, how did it get this far? And when I started explaining to them what happened and how un uneducated some of these people are about what's going on, you know, the question comes back, well, where have you been? Why haven't you been following either, right? So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, Darth uh, Wizzy Wizard, uh, you know, what, what do we do? How do we win? Well, you know what? I, I, my, our biggest struggles with the NFA is uh, there's a lot of firearms owners across Canada, but we're the ones that are active is a very small voice. We need to get out. Uh, we need to get your friends out. We need to get your neighbors out and get them on board. You know, this is more, this is about more than just firearms. This is about private property. You know, this, this is, this is about being controlled by the government. Uh, what do we do? We, our big priority is uh, get a different government in there and uh, we'll, uh, we'll deal with them when we get them in there. But till then, you know, we just have to, uh, you know, Jordan mentioned earlier, we just need to contact our MPs. You know, a lot of you out, out there watching this are in liberal writings. Call your liberal guy. Tell tell your liberal guy how you feel and what your feelings are. You know, it's just like I, I mentioned earlier, the politicians are supposed to be the voice of the people. But if the people don't contact the politicians, then there's no voice. Get out there. Get in the fight. You know, contact, contact, the contact your uh, contact, your MPs. Uh, 
take them to task. You know, ask them, ask them why they're doing this. You know, put them on the spot. We do it all the time at the NFA. You know, they're when they when they don't answer you, which ninety uh, percent of the time they won't, they'll try to spin it. Then you then you know that uh, you know what he might not be the right guy for that riding. Uh, any more comments, guys, on that? Yeah, exactly, it's a numbers game, and uh, if people don't speak up, then there's this tacit uh, approval by a lack of criticism. You you know you're not making your voice heard. And I mean, right now I'm stuck with a low information parrot who knows nothing about guns and doesn't care. But uh, I, I haven't communicated with him in a long time. But but I'm I'm working on other avenues, and including looking at uh, looking at how many people we can possibly get to a turn within the Liberano and the NDP ranks, trying to convince them that okay, you didn't sign up for this, you didn't sign up for this pact. So we're, we're, we're I'm looking at different uh, different strategies here. Right. You know, and to add to what you said, Robert, about it being a numbers game, this is something that liberals play on our community and our culture all the time they they play it off to the media and the left-wing media is just as bad for it. like we're only 2.2 million licensed gun owners and what i tell everybody is you have to remember how many gun owners have given up the fight and how many of them were once law-abiding used to go with it and they become sort of uh, closet gun owners, so to speak, right? You know, they've given up on the red tape and they've just hidden the guns away in the closet and they don't talk about it anymore. But then you take that 2.2 million people, you take the people that were one-time licensed, that could be as many as 3 to 4 million people that are still gun owners, but multiply that by their family members of, say, on an average of four. They have a reach of 10 million people in this country, just about a third of the population. So don't let the government, don't let those liberals tell you that you are as small as you are. You have a farther reach than you really think you do. And it's time we all start using that. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a lot of uh, firearms owners across Canada. And, you know, if they all got out there, there is a voice to be reckoned with and they have to listen. Uh, that You know, and that's 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 our one of our challenges at the NFA to get everybody out there, all these firearms owners. You know, the very small percentage of uh, firearms owners actually belong to uh, to a to a to a lobby group like us. You know, there's a lot of people out there with guns that don't. And uh, you know what? Get them involved. You know, uh, the more the more we have behind us, the more effective we can be. Jordan. No, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I still, I still ask my question, why, like, you know, why, why would you not join an organization that, that fights for your rights? Uh, you know, if you stay silent, we're going to lose them. You know, look what's happened over the years. We've lost short barrel pistols. We've lost fully automatics. We've lost, you know, all the, all these different prohibs over, over the years. We lost magazine capacity because we stayed silent. They keep chipping away. They let them have this. Then they take one more. Then they take one more. And then they take one more. And it keeps going. Uh, you know, like the hunters, you know, handguns might not be your thing. Uh, you know, the three gun shooting might not be your thing, but you know what, when they're done with that, when they're, when they're done with the pistols and they're done with the, with the, you know, the, the three gun, where do you think they're going to go next? Cause they need that one more thing. It's going to be the shotguns, you know, yeah. then, then, then you're going to be crying. And you know what, by then all the people with the, with the three guns and pistols, they're not existent anymore. So you're not going to have anybody to fall back on. That's yeah. just kind of my take on things, right? Yeah. You know, it, it started, it started a long time ago, but the big one was, you know, when they, when they, when they put a classification system in and, uh, and grandfathered a bunch of old guys like me in for 12, six, because those guns aren't going anywhere right now. And, uh, the, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be the, the death of, uh, the 12, six class as, as these, uh, these people are getting older and, uh, and, uh, and dying off, you know, with, without a better choice of words, that's what's going to happen. And those those firearms are basically right now, especially with this handgun freeze, you know, at least before, if they were pre 40, 47, 46, you could uh, you could get your uh, your heirs could get a, a 12, 7 status. I've mentioned this in the past, but uh, this new uh, this new bill basically, uh, you know, gets rid of that 12, 7 status. So those guns, they're yours till you die. And then, you know, the. I, I don't even know where they're where they're supposed to go. They really never mention, a, you know, these. You know, you pass away. It, go, it goes. To, it goes to the crown. It goes to the crown, and then where where do they go after that? To uh, uh, destruction. I don't know. To, to destruction, or do they sell oh, them do, off? Do we do we know? Yeah. You know, we don't know. You know, they well. just. Uh, you know, people need to look into this a little farther. Challenge your politicians. I don't know what 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 do you guys think of that? You know, just 
there's well, there's so many there's so many unknowns in this. That's exactly what I said earlier. Challenge your politicians, even if they are anti-gun, start rattling their cages. Right, you know, um, get your family members involved, even if they are not a licensed gun owner. It doesn't matter. It it's your voice matters, and like I said, you know, we could be as much as one third of the population, and again, remember that that's how we've lost everything in the past. The liberals have always been good at playing divisive politics, right? You know, so they try to make us look like a small number. And again, they're already doing it between urban and rural populations, right? You know, rural is most of the gun owners, most of the rifle owners. They're doing it between brown gun owners and black gun owners. And they're playing this game out perfectly. And gun owners are buying into it and we have to stop doing that we all have to stop stand together and that's what we've said about this organization for years we don't care what color the gun is whether it's black brown pink silver green whatever it doesn't matter we represent all gun owners and we all have to stand together and stop playing that divisive yeah. game and buying you know that. you know there there especially in ontario there's a lot of gun owners in urban centers too uh, you know, uh, out west, you see more firearms in rural centers. In, in Ontario, uh, urban centers are there. There's a bunch of gun owners out there, and uh, I, you know, Dwayne and I and Jordan and Robert have been asking this question the last couple of weeks. Are you angry yet? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm freaking angry. Uh, yeah. This, uh, this, it just keeps escalating. It keeps getting worse. And uh, you know what? Everybody out there, er- everybody else out there, needs to get ha- angry now too, because. Uh, at, at this point, uh, where are we at? We're just we're just on, we're we're going down the rabbit hole farther and farther. Voice your opinions. You know, change the law within the law. Voice your opinions. Get out there. Again, like I, I I hate repeating myself, but it's what we have to do. We have to get out there. We have to get our word out to not only politicians but to our friends, our neighbors. I uh, you know I talk to people all the time that that haven't got a clue what's going on. You know they see this stuff in the media. Oh yeah, well, whether they banned uh, the 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 dreaded assault rifles from whenever, and uh, they, then you explain to them what's going on and how you worked hard and you pay taxes on that firearm, and it's not an assault rifle. You know it's 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 a semi-automatic rifle with with a different hard with different furniture on it. You explain that to people and they understand, but. If they don't get an explanation from us, they're not going to get an explanation from the politicians. It's simple as that. You know what's actually, you know what's kind of interesting? So in, in the House, the bloc was actually asking for, for the Liberals to define a military-style assault rifle. And, and they want a definition, so they don't have, and, and their, you know, their reasoning was, so they don't have patchwork where, you know, they ban one thing, everybody buys a new one, they ban that, everybody buys a new one, and so forth. And, and it's, it's really funny because the, the, the liberals seem to be sticking away from that. And, uh, I, I, I don't know what that, what the take is on that because, I mean, maybe they, they think they'll contradict themselves and everything that they banned is, is not a, you know, military style assault rifle, right? Or what, yeah. what's the criteria? Nobody even knows what the criteria is. It's just a made up term. You know, let's, let's define that first before we start banning stuff. And well, they're coming up that, that makes me angry. That I'm yeah. angry now. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they're coming after both actions and lever actions now, right? Well, you know, of course. Like a little video I did about, you know, tube fed magazines on uh, lever action guns, right? You know, guys, your 3030s, it's it's coming. You know, yeah. your, your pump action shotguns, it, it's coming. And it, it's sad that we've let it get this far, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, and uh, on that uh, mainstream media uh, today, that uh, 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 Minister Mendocino uh, he stated they're up to seventeen hundred guns on the OIC, and he was all giddy and happy about that. You know, they're at, people don't realize they're adding stuff to this every day. You know, you know what's yeah. what's next? You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and mention any guns because. They're listening to us, and uh, chances are, if we mention it, it's going to be on the. They, they already know. <laughs> well, they already yeah. know. Yeah, they already know. But uh, you know, it just. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? They, they might know, but I'm not going to give them any fuel for the fire. That's just the bottom line. Uh, uh, hey, Robert, I just wanted to ask you what's what's the talk on? You know, you're you're in the you're in the you're in the east there. What's the talk am- amongst the citizens out there? Are you? I know. I know there. Uh, there's not a lot of. Uh, like-minded PCs out where you are, it's kind of a, it's kind of a red and orange country, but uh, what, what are the people saying on the street out, out East? What's, what's, what's their take on this? Uh, probably similar to what you hear in, in most areas. They, they talk about it. Um, but, but 
nothing serious as if what are they what they're going to do but but there there's a lot of anger i i have a, a lot of anger a lot of head shaking uh, and i often ask people a few fridays ago during that protest did you buy any protest guns uh, nobody i know has i bought a couple myself of course i but, did and my registration certificates came in so they're all all well, you're not in Ontario because I'm not expecting mine for another couple of months. Uh, they said if the transfer, if there is a transfer number, it's going to go through. But uh, you know what? I trust the Liberals about as far as I can throw them. So, you know, they did with the OIC. They did follow through on the transfers uh, with the ARs and stuff. But uh, I don't. I, I know Dwayne was going to buy some protest guns, but everybody was sold out. Yeah, everyone in my area was sold out. There was just. Yeah. I'm working yeah. all the time, and I just. Yeah. I, well, yeah. buy them online, Dwayne. Uh, you know, I, I bought I bought a couple myself. Uh, I'm guessing probably September, October, if I'm lucky. You know, I'll get the transfer to go through. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ontario Ontario is just so backed up, uh, yeah. underfunded CFO office. Uh, from what I, from what I heard, there's rumors that there's only two people working right now in the CFO office. It's not about customer service. It's really it's just red tape that they that they invented to uh, yeah. slow us down, right? Yeah, you know, I mentioned I mentioned a couple episodes again. I ran into a CFO at the Woodstock Gun Show when this portal was uh, first put into place, and uh, you know, he didn't know a lot about it either. And I I, I mentioned this for for you for the people that weren't on that uh, on that NFA talk. I asked the I asked the guy. I said, well, "What's going on in Ontario? Why is it uh, other provinces before even before uh, before uh, the C twenty one came into place? Why why is it in other provinces that registrations were only taking one or two days?" And Ontario's, you know, a month, month and a half. Uh, pr- uh, private sale to sales always longer than a gun shop to private sale. His answer to that was, well, you know what? We're we're way down in staff. Uh, the office is being run by I don't I can't remember what he said. Two or three people, and uh, you know the, the the files are backed up, and it's taken a long time. And and uh, you know the, the, he he gave me the the standard answer, uh, the standard uh, carved in stone answer. And I said, well, if you're short on people, why don't you hire more? Well, we haven't got the budget for that. Well, you haven't got the budget for that. I see. You know, apparently the liberals are going to have enough budget to buy all, allegedly buy all these firearms back, but they haven't got a they haven't got a couple they haven't got a budget to add, to add a couple employees to their uh, to their really office or their Miramichi office. That's they don't they they don't have the money to buy these back. They're printing money like crazy as it is. We're we're in we're in inflation right now, and yeah. you know, uh, Freeland keeps printing money like crazy. They're they're trying to buy their way out of inflation by spending more money. It there's no way they're going to be able to afford us, you know. Yeah, you know, and the thing is too, our illustrious prime minister. Every time something happens, he goes into hiding. I think he's had what COVID about nine or ten times now, guys. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> they ask him a question. Yeah. COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ask him a question. Uh, there's something happening in Ottawa. He uh, he he gets COVID. He has to go into isolation. Uh, great. Our sh- our show just got flagged with the algorithms. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get the little warning, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we'll get that little Facebook warning on there. Yeah, information. Yeah. And that's another thing too. I, I, like I should, I, I should, I guess, I should have used the 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 beer word or something. No, <laughs> no, but that, that's that's another that's another challenge that firearms owners have too. Like you know, these social media companies, like they're they're completely throwing us back in the closet. You can't yeah. talk about a gun without it going through community standards. Every time you post something, they're you know they're looking at it, and some some posts get you know taken down, or you have to challenge posts. It, it doesn't help our cause at all. Yeah, right? yeah. Jordan's our social media director. Everybody knows that, and uh, he you know he's getting he's getting censored all the time. The NFA is getting censored. They they, they what do they do? They shut. They shut. Uh, they shut some. Uh, well, they shut. Down. They they, uh, they shut our closed group down for about two months. Uh, a little bit of back and forth with uh, with uh, Facebook Canada, and finally we got it reinstated. Uh, but it, it, you know now we have two groups, a, a backup group just in case. Uh, but you know it, it's like I, I don't understand here why you know like we're following within the guidelines, right? Like posting a picture of your gun and being proud of what you have and what you do in a safe environment and I've got a rage or, you know, or in your house showing off your, your, your new, uh, your new purchase. How does that community standards, right? You know, like, yeah. I, well, I, you that, know. And, and then, then they stop, they slow down our flow also. Don't they, Jordan? I, you know, I'm not a social media guy, but they, uh, 
We don't. Yeah, get yeah. They call that the they call that the famous shadow ban. Um, a lot of people probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, we're we're consistently getting shadow banned. Uh, you know, they they want to slow us down. I I don't know if it's if it's their company policy. I don't know if they have pressure on, from the government. Uh, I know that you know there's. Uh, Okay, you guys are gonna have to remind me. It's starting to get late at night. What's the censorship bill? C eleven is it? C eleven. C eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna that's gonna be really interesting when C eleven comes in and how that's gonna play on social media, especially for like we're broadcasting right now. Is NFA talk gonna be affected by that? Right. You know, just another another form of censorship. It needs to get killed by the Senate again. Hopefully, it does. C10 was killed last year. And then, of course, if you remember when they had C36, which was C10 on steroids, that was, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that's the thing, you know, uh, you know, according to our charter, we're supposed to have a freedom of speech, but uh, our our freedom of, or our our free speech goes as far as the liberals let it go, because if they don't like it, it's not free speech anymore. You know, and that's why they're putting they're they're pushing these uh, you know Bill C eleven and it it it, it it's to, it's to censor us all and uh, everybody needs to know that you know there's there's more reasons to change this government than just the firearms issue. There's a lot of stuff going on out there, and uh, I hope uh, people get on the bandwagon and and see what's going on and uh, and make some changes. You know, a, 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 a guy uh, so, or somebody, a guy. Somebody on here earlier asked, uh, "Do you think uh, Paul Vare's, uh you know, going to go in the right direction?" You know what? We don't know. We're hoping he he will if, if he if he if he gets the if he gets the nomination or whoever gets the nomination. It, it might it might be somebody else, but we're hoping they're going the right direction. But uh, we can't uh, we can't uh, speculate what anybody's going to do until they get there. But when the, when they get there, though, we uh, we'll definitely uh, make our voice known. Absolutely. And I, I do believe that there was an invitation set out. So uh yeah. maybe maybe he'll join us on the show and, and he yeah. can uh yeah. he can tell you guys for himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just uh just a touch on something else, just to go off topic here because we've been talking about this stuff. I just need to break the monotony. It just because I'm really, really angry right now. I was out uh, I was out in uh, Dwayne's province uh, last weekend. We were teaching uh range safety officer courses out there and that's another thing that that, that the NFA does. You know, we're we're a safety-oriented organization also, so we actually train range safety officers across the country. And uh, anybody that wants to, uh, you know, you, you want to get some RSOs on your course, uh, feel free to uh, email me or Dwayne, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll set up a course, and we'll come out and uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make a bunch of your people uh, RSOs. We'll graduate them to RSO status, and, uh, you know, it'll make the ranges safer. And, uh you know what? Even even if, if your guys are RSOs, our course is, is a really good course, but it's a lot of fun too. We have a lot of fun when we teach our course, and uh, nobody walks away without uh, without a smile on their face. So, you just want to touch Absolutely. on that, Dwayne? Are your people happy out there after our course? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and of course the, the conversation of gun politics always comes up, right? So, it, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, they're never happy about that, on, you know, considering the circumstances. But it's always a, it's always a good course, good, uh, good. Yeah. And I mean, you're amongst your peers. You're amongst, you know, it's part of our culture again, right? You know, it. Uh, and everywhere you go in rural Alberta, like the hospitality everywhere, right? It's just, yeah, yeah. It's the same way yeah. in rural Ontario, right? Yeah, I, I actually I like to thank the people of Alberta. They really treated me well, and the hospitality was great. Uh, had a really good, uh, had a really good uh, few days out there. So uh, on that note, we've we've been going on for about almost fifty four minutes now. Uh, I, I think we'll we'll wrap it up there uh, for everybody that tuned in with us tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, coming up on Tuesday, we'll have uh, MP Leslie Lewis uh, on the show, and we look forward to talking with her. So thanks, guys, for tuning in, and have yourselves a good night. See you, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of NFA Talk. Like and follow the NFA on social media and sign up to become a member. 